Howdy, this is Jessica Hardiman, and you're listening to the Haze Gray and Underway podcast, where Navy life meets real life. Every week, we take a unique approach to what's happening all around us and try to break down a few stories in an attempt to make sense of things. This week's segments include Quarters, What's New on the Ocean Blue, The Leadership Chronicles, and Here's the Thing. So secure for sea, make your mandatory reports to the bridge, and let's get underway. Welcome to the Hayes Gray and Underway podcast and Ask the Chief Production, where we will take a bizarre view through the lens of my looking glass. We will discuss what's happening in the world, what's happening in the military, and just what's happening. And now your host, Jessica Hartman. Welcome, welcome. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. And if you are a returning listener, thanks for coming back. So, uh, so I recently had a little girl named Harper on June 27th of this year. So I was on maternity leave and being able to, you know, enjoy all that good stuff, that bonding and this and that, which was wonderful. The flip side to it, right, this is running joke uh, that my husband and I have. You know, I don't know if you watched the show Martin, but then you had Tommy, you had Cole, you had Martin, you know, itself. But the whole joke with Tommy was, Tommy, you ain't got no job, right? So the whole time I was on maternity leave, you know, the expectation was, hey, yeah, even though you're nursing this new life, you ain't got no job right now. So, you know, the house kind of needs to be cleaned, uh, food should be on the table, that kind of thing. We were able to get on the same page eventually. But anyways, you know, it's back to work I go. And there was some anxiety there, for one, because sometimes when you have that pregnant sailor, you know, you, you kind of get labeled in terms of uh, not wanting to expect much of that individual. We're not going to push this individual too much because, you know, we're not going to have him that long or whatever the case may be. And that's always unfortunate. Because, yes, in my case, I'm a self-starter. I've been in the Navy for 17 years. But in the case of a female sailor that's been in for two years or five or seven for that matter and hasn't necessarily encountered just the best leadership throughout that, you know, one, two, seven-year period, that that marker, that pregnancy tour, you know, it could potentially change their view or change, you know, change the, their way of doing business uh, for the better if they're put in an environment that allows them to thrive. So I always get a little disheartened when, you know, everybody's kind of like hands off. Don't don't mess with the pregnant lady. Don't, you know, give goals to the pregnant lady. Don't really do anything with the pregnant lady, but make sure she gets her appointments. So anyways, there was a little bit of, little bit of anxiety there, uh, but also excitement because I enjoy working. And I was ready to get back to sailorization. I was ready to get back to interacting and just with sailors, but also, you know, with the students because I'm on an instructor tour. But the other thing that comes with going back to work is, hey, you can't forget about this little one, right? So I have this little life and now I have to not only navigate that piece with her, but I have to fit that into going back to work because, you know, you can't really be that that person that's like, okay, well, I have kids, so I can't be on time, or I can't be early, and I have kids, so I can't stay late, and I have kids, so I can't do this, and your kids end up becoming an excuse. So the week before I went back to work, I did basically a test run. So I got my childcare and everything set up, and I literally was getting up every day, the 
last week that I was off, I was getting up at like 4, 35 o'clock in the morning. My husband's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm practicing going to work. And he looked at me like, I'm crazy. And I'm like, well, no, the last thing you want to do is be surprised, right? Last thing you want to do is have a Monday where you have to go to work. And then you're sitting here trying to open the eyes and trying to get out the house and not really being able to account for how long it's actually going to take you. So did my practice runs. I was good to go. And so we were able to really work some stuff out. So I'm really, you know, got really excited about that. And it's to the point now where it's just, it's just smooth and seamless routine in the morning of getting up at about 445, pumping, getting myself together. My husband, you know, feeding the baby. Um, and what I do is I'll make breakfast in the morning and um, I'll, I'll make, like my husband gets breakfast uh, by accident, so to speak, because I make for me. And then if there's extra, of course, you know, he could say or have that. And then, of course, he's like, oh, you made this for me? Yes, of course I did. You know, I'm a team player. Not really. My goal is, okay, 6.30, we're out the house. No matter what, I'm out the house. I don't have my coffee, I'm out the house. I forgot my bra, I'm out the house. This is this is what's going on. <laughs> so I can get to my daycare lady, so that I can get the baby dropped off, get to my office. And, I, and my goal is always to get to my office at least about 30, 45 minutes early so I can center myself, I can get my stuff together and be ready for the day. You are listening to the Haze Gray and Underway Podcast, where Navy life meets real life. So I have a 16-year-old, right? His name is Paul. And he just recently was inducted into uh, working. So he has his little job working at Wendy's. And for me, um, I really wanted him to get that experience, right? Because unfortunately, between him, my 7-year-old, and my infant, what I try to convey to the 7-year-old and the 16-year-old is one simple thing. You cannot afford the lifestyle that I give you. If you had to do it on your own, you couldn't afford this lifestyle. Not that we are rich by any means, you know, in terms of the financial aspect of things. We're nice, you know, comfortable middle class, but you can't afford this middle class lifestyle. So, you know, when they get to that whole unappreciative and, you know, I deserve this and deserve that, I have to remind them of these things. So one of the key things I wanted him to do was get a part-time job because I felt like I need you to understand the value of a dollar. I need you to work for something. I want you to learn to save. I want you to learn to invest your money, that kind of thing, because I feel like my job as his parent is to prepare him to get out. <laughs> like you graduate high school, you're turning 18, like maybe when he'll graduate in June, that August he turns 18, like uh, you got to go because the only grown people that are living in my house are myself and my husband. So I'm like, okay, I have a couple of years to get you together and, and then you got to go. So we went through this whole growing pains with this job. I said, Hey, I need you to find out. This was task number one. I need you to find out who hires 15 and a half year olds like before he turned 16. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. One week, two weeks, three weeks go by. Hey bro, what are you doing? Oh, oh, Okay. I, I couldn't find it. Hmm. Let me pull up my phone right now. I like to go to a site called Google. And within about seven minutes, I had like five places. So, of course, I had to hold his hand to that. Then it came time to apply for these different jobs. And he dragged his feet with that. And so then I had to hold his hand for that. And the first interview he goes on to, he gets the job. And I said, this is crazy. Why? Because now it's months later. 
right? Or like at the end of summer, you could have been working all summer and have saved money. Because I said to him, the money you make, it's going to go towards you buying your clothes for school. Now you either will be able to have, you know, a couple of nice little, nice little outfits, a couple of nice pair of kicks, or you're going to be wearing the same shit you were wearing last year. Choice is yours. So first day of school came, what was he wearing? Same shit he had last year. That's one of those things I wasn't going to buzz on. So during the summertime, the end of the summer, he was working. No, no big deal, right? Got his first check. Awesome. You know, he felt really great about that. I was very proud of him, you know? And I think that check was gone in probably about seven hours. Where was it gone to? Video games. Xbox. Now, we were having this discussion about saving and this and that. Next check came around. Because I gave him a pass, the first check, right? I said, okay, first time having some money. I get it. It's it's enticing. I mean, you go from, you know, getting an allowance that made me 10, 15, 20 bucks to here it is. You have like $400 that you made. OMG. But I said, well, hell, you didn't keep it long enough to really be able to enjoy it. And I'm like, and you spend it on a game? Like literally like $40 here, $60 here, $20 here. And I'm like, but you can't even wear it. You can't eat it or nothing. What are you doing? Second payday came around and, uh, it was another about close four hundred dollars, and at the time, for whatever reason, there was something wonky, so it wasn't going right to his bank account. Apparently, now you don't get paychecks, but you get a net spend card, which is, I find very questionable. But hey, you know it is what it is. But I'm like, okay, so this money's going to this net spend card. So if this gets stolen or whatever, like you're just asked out, like you get nothing else. I don't know. But anyways, so I said, hey, let me see this net spend card. Let's pull this up. $150 on Xbox. I said, what the hell did you buy for $150? I was just upgrades. So I asked my husband. My husband does some digging. And so there's this game, right, called Fortnite. Now, I've never seen it be played. All I know is that this is something that is, like, humongously popular. And apparently they have skins. And so in these skins... I don't know what that is, but I guess it's like a, they got different kind of skins, but the one that is like the, the talk of the town or like one of the, the best, whatever is okay. You can have all these outfit changes and, you know, drive different stuff or what have you. And I'm like, dude, like $150, like you don't even really get to drive it. Like you personally don't get to hop in your, in the car. Like, it doesn't download and pop from, like, the Xbox TV and pop into real life and you hop it in and drive it. Or, like, those shoes that are on the game just pop out of the game and you get to wear them, like, real life. So, I'm like, we're spending $150 for pretend? Okay. So, we had to sit down. And we had to talk. And we sat down and I, I sat down and we took a blank piece of paper. And I said, baby, listen here. You have to give your money a job. What are some things that you want to do? So we sat there and had this conversation basically about dreams. You know, if it's clothing or want to take a trip or what have you. So we had that kind of conversation. And I said, I have to get your mind wrapped around money. Because if you've never had money, then when you do get it, you're not going to know what to do with it. And it's not going to last. So I said, okay, let's give yourself some money. So, so here's what we're going to do. 50% right off the top when you get paid goes into a savings account right and with that savings account it's gonna be it's gonna have many functions for one you know next year when you come up with your senior year there'll be things you want to do we'll tap in that right because i said you're not gonna break my pockets I'm trying to sit here and do a whole bunch of stuff 
I said, but more importantly, if there are little things that, you know, you want to sit here and do, then the savings is what's going to allow you to do that. I said, additionally, this cell phone bill that I've been paying for, you're going to contribute to that. So $50 a month, I want my money on the first. All right. And I said, okay, so we got that taken care of. Now the additional things, you know, he living the big willy lifestyle. So <laughs> my baby been working for all of what, two months, three months. And he has a Amazon prime membership. He got Apple music, Spotify. I said, well, damn. Okay. You, you, Oh, and Netflix. I said, okay. And Hulu. All right. And I said, baby, you know, we got Hulu and Netflix. It's kind of dumb to be paying for something that we already have. But hey, whatever. So, you know, we sat down and we crunched numbers. And it was like, hey, after you pay for all these different things, this is what you have left over. Let's say set aside $75 for shopping for clothes. Because you may not buy something every two weeks, but at least you have that being set aside. So if you have $75 set aside and you do that, you know, three or four paychecks, now you're looking about two, three, four hundred dollars, something to that effect. And I said, um, I said, so that's kind of how you, you want to structure yourself to give your money a job so that when money does come in, you're not automatically blindly spending it because when you blindly spend, you don't keep your thing. And I said, and I know this from personal experience. <laughs> so it's been a journey to see him evolve and really understand the concept of money. Um, because he says to me, he goes, you know, I got paid and man, it just felt good. I was like, man, I got money. I was like, but the shit didn't last. <laughs> he was back to being broke. But he was like that feeling, that high you get when you get paid. I said, what you're getting, you're earning something. And I said, that feeling right there, you want to hold on to that. I said, because unfortunately in this world, there are a lot of people who never get to experience that feeling, that high. That high of going out there and getting into that grind and and being rewarded for that grind by some dollars. So it's it's been it's been interesting. And so once school started, you know, he's in some AP classes. He has uh he's two AP classes and then some honors classes that he's taking. And so it's one thing working in the summertime. It's another thing where you have to leverage the part-time job and school and chores at home or what have you. And so there was some period where it was like okay school was classes were suffering but it, it wasn't because of the job it was because of the effort see because when you're taking a regular class and you're only going to have it for a semester there are certain things that your teachers are not going to dive into because they won't be able to complete it all the way because they only get you for a semester ap classes are totally different because you have it for the whole school year so the expectation is different because your AP class is a college level course. So when you approach a whole school year course at a college level, like you're taking a regular course, yeah, you're going to stumble and you're going to make mistakes or what have you. And so we had to have a come to Jesus meeting um, because grades had slipped and the study habits were atrocious and the approach was just wrong. And so we had to sit down and as the parent, it was like, okay. How can I help you to be successful? Because I don't want to penalize you um, per se because you are trying, but your approach is just wrong. And so we had to do some adjustments and and that feeling of being overwhelmed, he, that hit him really hard one evening. And so he kind of, you know, got emotional, kind of broke down a little bit. And and I said to him, I said, that feeling that you're, you are feeling right now, 
That's growth. And growth can hurt. And growth can be very uncomfortable because you get in your bubble, you know, your mediocre or whatever. That mediocre bubble can 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 be very comfortable. And so as you start to step out of that comfort zone, it's hard and it is overwhelming. I said, but you have muscles that you haven't worked out yet. And I said, so these muscles that we're working out right now, this multitasking, this um, this grind, this having to apply logic and having to think critically and solve problems. I said, this, this muscles that, that are being worked right now, it is uncomfortable right now because you haven't had to do that. Because, you know, mommy and daddy have just solved the problems. And now we're forcing you to step out of that comfort zone, that sense of entitlement, that sense of the problems are just going to be magically fixed on their own and we're requiring you to have to do it. So it's been very interesting. It's been very awesome to watch the growth. And so I'm I'm super excited to see, you know, two years from now, what everything brings. You are listening to the Haze Gray and Underway podcast, where Navy life meets real life. Welcome back to Haze Gray and Underway. So what's new in the ocean blue essentially is my approach to the news, so to speak, but there's always going to be some type of um, military integration, right? So a couple things that I am going to hit on. <laughs> so of course, everybody's been talking about this Mega Millions. The Mega Millions jackpot has gotten to a $1.6 billion prize. OMG, right? It's been funny to t- overhear conversations on the base or, you know, just in general, because everybody's like, oh my gosh, so what I'm going to do this, I'm going to get my mama and them a house, and then I'm going to do this and that, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been crazy. You know, I'm going to buy this boat, these cars, it's this, it's that, and it's always fun to play that game of what if. I, I drove into work, and I did ask myself, okay, honey, 1.6 billion, what would I do? The first thing I said to myself, okay, first thing I got to do off the top is pay my tithes. And I know some people are like, yeah, whatever. Well, no, I I am a firm believer of paying my tithes because I do believe that, you know, I do believe in God. Um, and I do believe that everything happens to his design and exactly the way that he wants to. And so I do believe that the money isn't mine. It's something that he's blessing me with. So if you're going to bless me to be able to receive $1.6 billion, the least that I could do is say, hey, Lord, you're only requiring, you know, me to give you 10%. I got you. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Um, and I said to myself, okay, you know, obviously, you know, want to pay the house off, this and a third, because I don't want to be reckless. Yeah, $1.6 billion, you're pretty much set for the rest of your life. However, to me, I just feel like you have to take care of the stuff that you have. So like, for instance, with my house, I feel like, okay, well, you can't, like, I'm not going to be blessed with something more if I didn't take care of the little stuff that I had. And so I want to, you know, obviously sell, pay this off and, you know, upgrade some little things and then either keep it and run it out or just, or sell it. Additionally, um, I want to make sure that my parents and my husband's parents are good to go because, you know, they gave us life, they raised us. And they've just been such an integral part of our lives. So I want to make sure that they're good. And I know this may sound kind of jacked up, but I, you know, 
parents, once they're good, you know, um, everybody else, you may get something, but I, it's not really a priority for me to get anybody else outside of mommy and daddy. So no, no shade, no, none of that stuff. You know, I am definitely going to be big on the philanthropy and, you know, giving to the community, that kind of thing. But relationships really get, you know, tested and can really get thrown off balance when it, when you factor money in. So it's just, like I said, it's been interesting to, to sit here and to have those type of conversations. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to see who, what individual person or group of people win um, that lottery. So moving on. <laughs> so a naked Bush sailor was arrested after a mad dash through the Bush Gardens parking lot. So dozens of patrons at Bush Gardens Williamsburg were taken on a very unusual roller coaster ride Friday night due to an unruly Navy man wearing only his birthday suit. Okay. 29, or excuse me, 21-year-old sailor Adrian Cardenas off of the carrier George H.W. Bush turned a family-friendly Virginia amusement park into a combination of Magic Mike and Fight Club. <laughs> Seriously. After he reportedly stripped naked and went on a booze and drug-fueled run outside of the park's gates. Now, news reported that Cardenas was spotted by theme park visitors running new through the parking lot, allegedly attempting to break into cars, some occupied, before stopping only when he found himself encircled by bewildered onlookers. Now, as a responding police officer approached the scene, Cardenas allegedly began fighting the surrounding spectators before making a break for another jog around the parking lot. So he would eventually end up being tased by the officer and taken into custody. And they ended up transporting him to the hospital uh, because he was intoxicated by alcohol and illegal narcotics. And it's saying that the Norfolk Bay sailor has been charged with felony assault of an officer, indecent exposure, intentional damage, and obstruction of justice. And he is reportedly out on bond. That is absolutely crazy. For one, because it has, you know, started to cool off substantially. And uh, this is not the kind of weather that be running around uh, butt naked. But more importantly, I my, my prayers are with him. Because I don't, you know, I don't have all the inside knowledge. So I don't know if maybe he was drugged or something like that. Because I would hate for that to happen. You know, I would hate for that to be something in terms of, you know, somebody wanting to do him in and say, hey, okay, we're going to spike the drink or whatever. And you're going to fire an active fool, you know. Um, but I do hope that he gets the help that he needs. It's unfortunate. Like, when you see these articles, <laughs> they always lead with Navy Sailor. Like, and they're going to tell you, hey, this person stationed here. It's like, put all the man business on the street. Why not just say this this man? Like, because it's sensationalism, right? It makes, it will go further. It will get more clicks if a Navy or a specific ship, especially aircraft carrier, is attached to the drama. It's unfortunate. Um, but once again, like I said, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. Um, if this is a choice that he decided to self-inflict, then I hope that he's man enough to accept the consequences. For one, when you sign on the dotted line, we know that there's just a certain expectation that the military has of us. So if you decide that the Navy's policy is zero tolerance when it comes to drugs, but you decide that, hey, I still want to puff, puff, give, I still want to pop my molly or whatever, then the Navy's just not for you. Because you don't just get to do whatever and just be reckless 
you know, on the weekends or what have you, just because you you're grown. Nah, this is this is a job and somewhat of a lifestyle. And so you're either gonna conform to that or you gotta get your ass out. You are listening to the Haze Gray and Underway Podcast, where Navy life meets real life. Service members are getting catfished, blackmailed on dating apps by male prisoners posing as women, a report says. So check this out. Okay. Army officials and South Carolina law enforcement revealed that young soldiers have allegedly been getting duped into funneling cash to prison inmates following text message exchanges featuring nude photos of women the soldiers believe they were conversing with, according to a U.S. Army criminal investigation. Um, the Army issued guidance for soldiers on how to avoid such scams as recently as April of this year. But when the memo um, apparently fell on deaf ears, so they launched a investigation known as Operation Surprise Party. So Surprise discovered the alleged sex extortion scheme began in 2015 with prisoners posting, or excuse me, posing on dating applications, primarily one called Plenty of Fish, as women in the same age bracket as a targeted soldier. Once making contact on a dating application, the conversations are transferred to phone-to-phone text messaging. The warrant says, after several hours of text, or excuse me, after several hours to several days of texting, the subject will either send unsolicited nude images of a female to the victim and or agree to trade sexually explicit images with the victim. But shortly after swapping the nude photos, Apparently, what happens is they start getting phone calls from another number that they don't recognize. And that phone number is basically another prisoner who is posing as that particular girl's father. And the father notifies him that the female is under the age of 18. And he basically threatens, the, the fake father threatens to go to the police unless he the victim agrees to pay for various things like cell phone replacements, counseling, hospital treatments, etc. And so the service members they even they often cave to the pressure and they fork over the cash um and of course they're not going to say anything because they think they're going to get in trouble and so there's like a money man that's in the middle and apparently these um soldiers are sending this money using the jpace uh, system which is the system that's used to uh transfer money that kind of thing to inmates and so as of they had, as of yet, the uh, authorities have yet to make any arrest. So that my my heart, you know, it feels bad because, you know, you have an individual out here that's looking for love, that, you know, feels the need to sit here and go online looking for love, and they meet this person that they're talking and this and that, and you just come to find out that it's fake. That has to hurt right? It's already hard enough to go out and meet somebody face to face because people just, you know, uh, are deathly afraid of rejection. So you try this online thing. And whereas there are so many success stories, you also have to be so careful because a lot of times if it just seems too good to be true or sounds too good to be true, nine times out of 10, it really is. Unfortunately, you have shows like Catfish because this is happening on a regular basis. And so you really have to safeguard yourself. You know, and not to say, oh, if 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 some 
female or some male that I just think is out of my league is getting at me. It has to be fake. No, that's not necessarily the truth because everybody has their own taste. But you just have to do the work. How is it that after hours of texting or a couple of days, you already are trying to send a picture of your penis or vagina? Why is, like, what is it about a couple of days, a couple of hours where you're like, oh, yeah, let me do this? Like, what? So it's not your man. It's not your girl. But you're looking for love. And so in your quest for love, you're sending pictures of your penis. Because that's supposed to, you know, mean that you're serious about looking for love. No, are you serious about trying to get laid? Like, and you can go do that. Just, you know, go out to a bar and, and go find somebody. Go to a restaurant, whatever. Like, this is what you're doing? So you have to be so careful out there, especially as a member of the military service, because people will target you. And it's not even like a comsec type deal. It's just people will target you because some of the biggest suckers are in the military. Why? Because you were a square and you were lame before you joined. And then you joined and, you know, anybody who even understands, you know, pay grade and pay structure in terms of the military knows, okay, well, hell, you're this pay grade? Oh, shit, you get paid. This and this and this on the 1st and the 15th. So if I can get in good with you and I'm out of your league or what have you, I know your self-esteem isn't high because it wasn't high before you joined. I know it probably still isn't high. Man, I can get over for a good amount of time. I can feed you some BS and I can get your check. <laughs> and that's not unique to male, you know, or just female. That's unique to everybody. And so you really have to be careful and you have to be mindful of the individuals that you're getting to know and who you're spending time with, making sure that they're genuinely there for you. And stop being so quick to want to show off your private parts. Sorry, get off my soapbox. Okay, what else we got here? So, one of the good things that's um, around the corner is our veterans, military retirees will receive a 2.8% COLA boost for 2019. So veterans receiving disability pay and military retirees will see, excuse me, a 2.8% cost of living boost starting in December, the largest increase in the last six years. This past Thursday, the Social Security Administration officials announced that the cost of living adjustment for 2019 for the beneficiaries will be 2.8%, the biggest increase since 2015, excuse me, 2012. Last year's increase was just 2%. In the previous three years were only 2% combined. So the end result is a boost in disability pay, dependents' compensation, clothing allowances, and a handful of other veteran benefits set to start at the beginning of January. So that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. <laughs> oh, extra money is always a great thing. So other news, let's see, AT&T rolls out new discounts for troops veterans and their families. So military members, veterans and their family members can get a 25% discount on certain AT&T unlimited wireless plans beginning on October 5th. Wonderful. So AT&T previously offered a 15% discount, um, but these new discounts are on new wireless plans. So customers must enroll in one of the new AT&T unlimited and more plans to get the discount. Active duty reserve National Guard members, veterans and spouses of deceased service members are also eligible. And so, like I said, the AT&T discount applies to AT&T Unlimited and more, or AT&T Unlimited and more premium wireless plans. Those eligible can receive discounts on their wireless services, um, on AT&T video service, and on AT&T internet. And so you'll get, what, 25% off a of wireless service, 
and it has additional information there. You have $15 discount per month on certain video services, and you have a $15 discount per month on certain AT&T internet services. Yeah, so you want to get more information, you can go to att.com, and they can kind of go in depth with that. Me personally, if you're already with AT&T and you have some grandfathered plan, really look at your plan that you have now before you go you know, trying to sign up for something new because you got to think. So 25% off, that's great. It is higher than the 15%. However, comma, at 25% only pertains to a couple of plans, these new plans. And I can guarantee these new plans are not better than the old ones that we previously had. So it may not be worth doing the upgrade, but go to ATT.com and check it out. Lastly, Knott's Farm thanks U.S. Troop for free admission in November. Now I'm in Virginia. Um, I am from California, so I'm very familiar with Knott's Berry Farm. Um, unfortunately, month of November, I won't be in California, so I won't be able to take, take advantage of this. But for those of you who are or will be traveling there in the month of November, Knott's Berry Farm wants to give a little back to the millions of United States service members and veterans who have given their service to our country. The Buena Vista Amusement Park's Military Tribute Days returns for another year of free admission for active and retired U.S. military personnel. Now, all service members and veterans need to do to enjoy not thrilling, inducing rides is show their military ID or discharge form at the park's main gate. And this is going to be any day from now to the 15th of November or November 26th through December 21st. So there are some blackout dates there, but you're going to have the first two weeks of November and then you'll have another like three weeks so, so from november 26th to december 21st so you have a good amount of time to be able to get up there so you want to check out the website for more information there um, but service members will also be able to invite their loved ones to join in on a deal so additional discount tickets will be available for purchase for those with proof of military service um, spouses of deployed military members can gain free admission and the option to purchase up to six additional discounted tickets by providing deployment papers and so that offer is going to coincide with Veterans Day, which falls on the 11th. That is what is new on the Ocean Blue. You are listening to the Hayes Gray and Underway podcast, where Navy life meets real life. All right, welcome back. And you are, once again, listening to the Hayes Gray Underway podcast. And so now let's talk some leadership. Now, many people have their views or definitions of leadership. Dictionary.com, which I like that, them, says it defines leadership as the position or function of a leader, a person who guides or directs a group. So I, I, I wanted to start with the definition of leadership because I think sometimes people get this wrong. Unfortunately, in and I can just speak for the branch of service that I'm in, I've encountered so many individuals that define leadership as checks in a box. They define leadership as qualifications. They define leadership as clicking with the right people. That's not leadership. That's BS. That's what I call it. <laughs> you know, because for me, I feel like leadership is is about planting seeds. Right? And and we know that when you plant a seed in the ground, that's not something that's going to grow overnight. When you plant a seed in the ground, it doesn't rely on uh, who you're clicked up with. It doesn't rely on, you know, a qualification. 
what it relies on is being nurtured, is being fed, whether it be water, you know, the right type of soil, that sunshine, you know, these things are being poured into this seed, which is causing that seed to sprout. And that continued feeding, that continued nurturing causes that seed to grow, whether it be a tree, whether it be a plant, like whether it be food. Everything requires nurturing in order for it to grow and thrive. Now, once you plant that initial seed and it grows, then it will produce other seedlings and they will grow and they will reproduce. The next thing you know, you have a whole field of things that are thriving and growing and producing. That's leadership. But unfortunately, what we're getting to is box checkers. Ask yourself, when is the last time that you grew something? When did you nurture? And can you look back and say, hey, I produced some stuff. As leaders in this organization, we have to get back to some of our our fundamentals, which when we talk about deck plate leaders, it just isn't being out there and yelling and screaming and, you know, sending somebody to DRB, writing somebody accounts and shit. What are we nurturing? Who are we nurturing? And when you look back five years, what did you produce? Not just for yourself. What did you produce for the Navy or Army or Marines, you know, for whatever branch of service it is that you're in? What did you produce? Who was thriving under having an interaction with you? Not somebody that had to be, you didn't have to directly, you know, have that person that you were in charge of. Anybody that you encounter should take something, like you should be giving them something. They should be learning something from you. You should be able to nurture whoever it is you come in contact with. And it's not holding their hand and coddling them and rocking them to sleep. No. What tidbit of information did you give? What correction did you give? What guidance? What example did you set? And if the answer is nothing, then the question that I would ask is, why are you here? You have a collar device, whether it's one chevron, whether it's two stars, whether it's a, a bird, you have an obligation to nurture. See, because the military advanced you because they said, hey, not only have you shown me that you were an expert in your field, but you show me you have the potential to nurture others and bring them up to replace you. And then they will then nurture and bring others up to replace them and so on and so forth so that our military force will thrive and continue to be the dominant force that we are. But if you don't nurture, then they can't nurture and then we are broken from within. So I throw that out there because we toss this word leadership around too freely. Leadership is not a check in a box. Leadership comes from within. Leadership is the ability to not have to chase a title in order to do a job. Leadership is being able to inspire, to grow, to nurture, to produce. I can tell what type of leader you are based off of the fruit that you have born. So what have you born? Anything? Think about that. When you're chasing this at-will call, 
when you're chasing this OOD underway qual, when you're chasing this TAO qual, your CSAL qual, your EL qual, whatever the qual may be, is this something that you plan on paying forward to grow someone else to get that qual as well? Or are you doing this just for self? Are you looking to just lead yourself? Or are you looking to lead others? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And be honest. Now, if you're just a selfish little jackass and all you care about is you, then you shouldn't, you you should strive to not <laughs> be put in a position to have to lead anybody. Because you're going to produce, you're going to produce something. But you're going to produce it in the wrong way. You're going to produce a group of individuals who are all out for self. The thing that many need to understand is when we deploy, regardless of whether it's at sea, in the air, on the ground, we are putting our lives in one another's hands. If you were only out for self, then you are a danger to those around you. You are a danger because if we are in harm's way, are you going to put your check in a box before our lives? Hmm. Leadership. Leadership is not for the faint of heart. Because it's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to just sit here and say, I'm going to put myself on the back burner because it's not about me. It's about you. I'm not going to leave early because all my stuff done. But I see you struggling. I see you trying to achieve something. Let me help you. Let me pour into you. I know I don't have to because you may not be my sailor per se because you're not in my division. However, comma, because it is my responsibility to nurture and to grow and to pour into, I'm going to take that time to invest in you, to invest in you with the hope that you will pay it forward and invest in someone else. Leadership. Leadership is not just unique to the Navy. Leadership is leadership, period. And if we can grow as leaders, if we can grow as a military organization and nurture the up and comings, then we're just better off for it. So with that, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll finish up with here's the thing. You are listening to the Haze Gray and Underway podcast, where Navy life meets real life. Welcome back. So, <laughs> so October 15th is actually like National Hand Washing Day, which is like crazy, right? Who the hell has a day for hand washing? Well, apparently October 15th is just that day. So a couple of interesting things that I found out about hand washing and hygiene. So 95% of people claim to practice proper hand hygiene, yet studies show that only 67% of people practice any sort of hand hygiene. So the research, researchers believe that this number is low because while most people have a vague idea that hand washing is important, many don't have a grasp on the facts. So here are some facts. 80% of communicable diseases are transferred by touch. Okay, touch is going to refer to like touching of food, touching of one's own mouth, eyes and nose. And it's not simply just a person to person contact. So touching food with contaminated hands spreads foodborne illnesses like salmonella, E. coli, staph and diarrhea. 
Now, proper hand washing reduces the diarrhea rates by 40%. And one thing I bet a lot of people didn't know, diarrhea remains the second most common cause of childhood death. Mm-mm-mm. Now, the most critical time for hand washing is before preparing food and after going to the bathroom. Did you know only 20% of people wash their hands before preparing food? Ugh. Less than 75% of women and less than 50% of men wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Let me say that one more time. Less than 75% of women and less than 50% of men wash their hands after going to the bathroom. That's horrible. For those of you guys uh, that are haze grain underway on those on those platforms, do you know like all the doorknobs and the handles when you're going through the mess line and just just stuff, period. Like less than 50% of the people that are on those ships are washing their hands after doing number one or number two. That's disgusting. Now the recommended wash time is 15 seconds. The ideal washing time is 30 seconds. Hmm. So you flushing the toilet and going turning on water and top, you know, throwing your hands underneath the water and then shaking them off and leaving. Uh-uh. That that does nothing. And so it says for every 15 seconds spent washing hands, 10 times more bacteria is removed. The average person spends less than 10 seconds washing their hands. And 30 seconds of using hand sanitizer kills as much bacteria as two full minutes of hand washing. Mm. And it says most bacteria on our hands is under our fingertips. Is I'm sorry, it's on the fingertips and under the nails. Hmm. The number of bacteria on our fingertips doubles after using the bathroom. And most people will wash the palms of their hands and miss everything else. Jeez. Damp pans are 1,000 times more likely to spread bacteria than dry hands. And it says here only 20% of people dry their hands after washing. So I said I had to say what? Wash your damn hands the right way. Like get you some soap, some hot water, and get up underneath there for about a good 15 to 20 seconds because that helps to reduce the amount of germs that you're spreading. Especially like when you're when you in a position to where, like especially this time of year, where the flu, you know, is running rampant and all the other kind of stuff. Like we know that people can be disgusting. It's unfortunate, but that's the world we live in. So unless you're going to walk around with a face mask and, you know, gloves that you change in every five minutes or what have you, like, you got to protect yourself some kind of way. And so washing your hands is so important. You would think that you would have to say that to grown people, but I have been in restrooms and I have seen grown people, ugh. I've seen grown people leave pee on, on the seat and not wipe it off just because. There's like I've seen people sit here and run their hand under some water and then walk right out. And that's like people who either were working there or people who, you know, were patronizing the, the place that we were at. So it's just, it's important, man. Like if your mom went in and didn't teach you, I'm going to tell you, get some soap, get some water, you know, sing the ABCs in your head, whatever, but wash your damn hands. You are listening to the Haze Gray and Underway podcast where Navy life meets real life. And I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. I talked about a lot of stuff today. Um, we covered, like I said, some topics as it relates to the Navy. Got some freebies in there too, um, which is always great. I'm always going to try to find some kind of deal to just kind of let everybody know about because 
especially around this time, the holidays, it can be really stressful trying to, you know, buy people different things or just stressful because, you know, how you're just not a holiday type person. So I'll always try to include something um, that you can sit here and, and save money on or some activity you can do or whatever the case may be. And I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me today for another episode of Hayes Gray Underway. Until next time, be great. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. And if no one has told you today, let me be the first to say thank you for all that you do, all that you've done, and all that you will do. Till next time.